0: وصاحبه اجمعين اللهم لا الا ما وان تتجل الحزن اذا شئت سهل. اللهم على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن إبادتك يا رب الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته everybody all right folks jazakumullah khair for your attendance the sisters yani today mashaallah maybe they've gone on their holidays we don't know where they've all gone uh, Hibba has made a guest to parents trying to replace them all Well done Hibba And today the brothers I think like about a hundred people I don't know what Maybe that's why you're here because the ladies are all gone home <laughs> I haven't seen this many men yani, for ages So MashaAllah We are very fortunate to have a visit from Waqar Okay And uh, Very fortunate because Visitors bring gifts Okay MashaAllah And this is no messing about here Boys and girls Alright, there's some asal mal here to be honest Alright, asal mal. Now as you know, when there's asal mal going on I need to be given first choice Alright, there's nothing wrong with that is it? Is that like makrooy and I should get the first choice? It's okay, even people at the back get chocolate as well This is the kind of darsia, okay guys, don't worry We've got so much chocolate, we're going to pass it around You're going to have some as well lala at the back said i'm all right no you're not all right don't when you see it then you'll you'll think again so alhamdulillah good to see everybody online good to see sabine there as well Masha'allah, who's joining us tomorrow for our trip so next week the lesson will be online okay Um, and it will be local inshallah in mecca next week in mecca and then the week after as well we won't be in cheeto because as we announced, alhamdulillah, very exciting news that we are in Norbury, or as it has been named, Norbury. Yep, South London. Right, here's a question, boys and girls. What are the best ones here? What are... You, okay, so the box has got basically whole nut. This is important for us to do because the people online need to know what the score is. You know what I'm saying? So we've got whole nut. We've got dairy milk. We have Cadbury's white. And we have caramel. Cabin is what I need to try out, see what's going on there. Caramel, I need to check out what's going on there. There you go, okay? What are you complaining for, man? All right. They're all dairy milk, okay? All right. You know what I haven't done for a long time? Let's do catching practice. So let's start. Should we just do some singles, yeah? first of all? Let's do some practice because obviously. Our boys. Oh, you, you got you got yorked, bro. You got yorked. There we go. Oh, you know what it is? They don't have flight. Oh, not bad. Baji, you can play for your team. Mazita. Not bad. A Malaysian who catches. Sarah, do the Arabs proud? Oh, shook out three out of three catches. Three out of three drops. You worked that one out. The Bajis are catching well. Hamza, don't do our best thing. Come on. Okay, John. Oh, one-handed for England. Hafi, come on Hafi, what's going on? Lala, okay. I'm going to try. Uh, you had had some curve on it. lad at the back there, there we go. Abu Dhar, pass it back to your uncle there at the back, okay? Be generous. Dr. Saab, I'm going to try for a long one. These people online need to see this. all this, this process. It's very important. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. There we go, mashallah. It's Christmas time, isn't it? That's what happens, isn't it? Okay, there we go. but there we go. There we go, mashallah. There we go. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. All right, folks. Folks don't get jealous. Say mashallah. Say mashallah. All right. Send that out, boys and girls. Oh, wallah it's good to be back. Allah is good to be back with the chocolate. All right. So, you know, uh, Fiza Fiza said the last time I checked, Mazita was Singaporean. She's just playing with me now, you see? Did my full bestie now online, you see that? Well, you don't think I know that? Right. All right, guys. So, now that the sweets have been distributed, it's time to get to some uh, fiqh. We are in the, uh, so uh, let's cover the announcements, yeah. So, we're not back here for two weeks, all right? Uh, So, uh, make sure you join in online. It is important stuff, uh, next week we'll be going into even more detail about the pronunciation We've kind of had a couple of side discussions on that throughout the class so far The issue about how to pronounce and what is enough as a level When you're praying behind an Imam, how bad can it get? We might touch upon today, but the actual section is tomorrow uh, Next week, sorry, and then a week after So of course, um, uh, join in online So next week, people who are local in Mecca, in Jeddah Those who are doing Umrah if you know family, and people who are doing Umrah, then send them down to the Marriott Hotel We're going to be, I can't remember the level what, 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 What's the level of the musalla? Is it 3? 2 or three. In, in, in Marriott? 2 two or, three. 2 or 3, something like that Okay, it's level 2 or level 3, whatever it is It's just the musallas, the, the, the kind of prayer rooms And then there's one that we do it in, which is, is whatever it'll be, it'll be late though, it'll be 10.50 to maintain the standard time here, the 7.50 time and then, of course, those folks who are in London, or you know folks who are in London, then make them uh, pop down into South London. We've done North London a couple of times. So, South London, South London, yeah, and it deserves a shout. And uh, that's where it's going to be, South London, two weeks' time in Norbury. So, make sure that you guys turn up there. Then, the week after that, we'll be back here in Manchester, inshallah. The other news, of course, since the last time that we were here, is that Aqsa for Ramadan has been released, and it is half full already. And if you haven't made a plan to go yet, then I would urge you with the utmost of urgency um, As a program, it is the absolute pinnacle for those that um, want to experience tarawih. In my opinion, in my, I mean obviously it's a subjective And maybe actually not just subjective, maybe I'm a bit extreme actually Maybe I'm too to the right in this and maybe I shouldn't be listened to too much But I think it's easily the best tarawih experience in the world but then I'm the same guy who really doesn't like the Harameen either and I, I, I avoid that religiously I think it's a disaster what they do, how they do it uh, the, the, the lead up to it, the effort that goes into how to actually get into the Masjid, uh, I just don't, don't like any of it so maybe I shouldn't be yani, taken too seriously in this but the Aqsa experience just being there seeing face to face seeing one yani, directly the situation Uh, that the palestinians go through that has to be injected into your heart and it has to continue your it has to it has to mold your or mold mold your mindset there but what it does for you politically when you come back is very important not just for palestinians but generally for your role as a muslim so it's required and i think personally from a terbiya point of view for people to see that then the actual the beauty and the blessings of aqsa itself which is something i can't describe but then the real bonus which I'm mentioning now this is the reason I go big not in public but I go big more in our own circles is because those who like to study will never enjoy study as much as you will in Aqsa because they promote it they push it they give you the space they want you to have circles they give it to you to inside outside they're you know absolutely celebrate it. men women they're they are pro-knowledge because they want the light to be shone on their masjid which is not the case in the Umrah program, where we have to go to a lot, jump through a lot of hoops, to be able to do what we do, and we've got to do it mostly outside of the masjid, and away from the masjid, and whilst walking places and outside on tours. So for those that like to sit down and study Quran, especially those that are Quranic art, then I would highly recommend you guys to take the opportunity to do the Aqsa program, which is going to be this, the 22nd of March to the 28th, and to tell others about it as well. Uh, The the OMRA program, as it stands next year, I don't think that I've got much opportunity to do more than one, and maybe possibly one later in the year because of work, uh, meaning at the end of the year. So the only one I'm going to be doing possibly is March for the next 8, 10, 12 months maybe. So, um, and that, there's a few places left from Manchester, and there's been uh, some places added to London. Again, you can tell your folks about that. Alright, um, the other thing that I wanted to say is that I'll be teaching Fitna online. That's a Tafsir surah Ali Imran. So keep your eyes on that when that's released, inshaAllah. That's going to be uh, um, the second and third weeks of January. And there's a few other things in the pipeline as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our text then. Shazad Saleem, the Arabic is there. The one that we're going to be covering today, if you put up now, I think the first two lines. The text that we're going to be covering uh, today is... ا وتصح يعني الدبر وتصح خلف من به سلس البول بمثله ولا تصح خلف محدث ولا متنجس يعلم ذلك فان جهل هو والماموم حتى حتى انقضت يعني الدبر صحت للماموم واحدة ولا إمامة الامي وهو من لا يحسن الفاتحة او يضغم فيها ما لا يدغم أو uh, أو يبدل حرفا. I don't think we'll get to that, but that's fine. Um, So uh, we are yeah. So the prayer is valid for someone who is incontinent to pray behind someone like him. So it is valid for someone who is incontinent to pray behind someone like him. Right? So meaning that if the Imam is incontinent then the only person that he can lead the prayer for is someone who is incontinent as well. This is the humbly position. Okay and then we're going to jump into as well today. It is not valid to knowingly pray behind someone with ritual impurity or with uh, filth. Uh, this is a working translation. I need to write the notes up. He's written inexcusable filth but uh, just filth is enough. Okay so again I repeat it is not valid To knowingly pray behind someone Meaning your imam With ritual impurity That means he doesn't have wudu Or he with filth Meaning there's najis on his self or his clothes And the follower uh, If the imam and the follower Meaning the imam and the one who follows Are ignorant of this until the prayer ends The prayer is finished Then they realize A and B okay, Only the follower's prayer is valid Only the follower's prayer is valid so that's the uh, class text, and that's the humbly positions today. So, when it comes to um, what Sheikh Uthaymin says, we're going to be opening it up on page 240, please, okay? Right at the top of page 240 in the Arabic. And basically, we covered last week about this issue of the incontinent one. We didn't really look at the imam position issue, we'll cover that today but I just want to make everybody clear because we spent the whole lesson on this. The issue of incontinence, of IBS, of continual passing of wind, of uh, irregular vaginal bleeding as opposed to menstruation, uh, uh, urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, different ages. All of these fall into the same category. And the common thread between all of these things is that this is involuntary. This is involuntary uh, 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 expulsion or or um, uh, 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 Flow, I forgot the actual English word, um, whatever, um, of something that would normally break wudu. Of something that normally breaks wudu. Anything that comes out of the orifices, all right, breaks wudu. As simple as that. But we have proven from what we did last week that actually, when it happens without your say so, it happens because you are ill, it happens even though you're not intending, then it does not break the wudu it does not break your wudu and you carry on whether that means you make one istinja to clean yourself and then you just carry on you ignore what's happening you ignore what's happening you carry on praying with it and so on and so forth the scholars had a little bit of a difference about how many times you need to make a wudu some of them said that you do it for each prayer time and then within that prayer time like you know those two three hours for dhuhr, those two three hours for asr then you can pray whatever you want doesn't matter how many times you break the wudu that's not a bad opinion it's an opinion which is held by some scholars but I told you my class opinion, I'm very, very strongly on that opinion, that there is no limit to the length of time that you are in wudu until you choose to break your wudu. So if you have, for example, the passing of wind as a constant problem because of IBS, but then when you know that you are now in control of your... Stomach and your digestion and your food habits, and you now want to pass wind or you want to go to the toilet, and it's a voluntary act which you want to do. That's the moment that the wudu breaks, that's the moment then you will then redo your wudu. And Sheikh Uthameen says at the top of page 240, something which is good enough for me that the default position is that your state of purity remains until an evidence is uh, uh, clear that the wudu is invalidated and why is he saying this he's saying this because of the hadith we looked at yesterday which we differed over what its interpretation was in which a woman came to the prophet ﷺ complaining of this continual bleeding and according to some scholars the hadith is in Bukhari but it's who said the statement li kulli salah. make wudu for every prayer time or for every prayer When say for every prayer, some scholars said that means just the far prayer Which is a very narrow understanding But the majority understood it that if you're going to make wudu for the prayer Then the nafuls are joined as part of it And then the Qur'an and dhikr that you say after it is part of it I.e. semantics is pretty much the same thing So when you say make wudu for each prayer, you mean basically a couple of hours after it Now, first of all, whether the Prophet ﷺ said it or not Even if he did say it, at least you learn here now that there is clearly no problem with the wudu being broken if you are not doing it otherwise he would have said make wudu for every time it breaks he didn't he said make wudu for every prayer time and let it flow let it bleed let it whatever happens if it happens it happens but your state of the heart has anything it's almost like the wudu is a ritual uh, uh not a ritual um uh what's the word man not ritual symbolic. symbolic That's the exact word Symbolic It's almost symbolic To indicate yani, some form of yani, Attempt from myself That I respect the sacred But this is not something beyond our, our control um, What Shaykh Uthameen is saying Is what our class position is First of all That's not the statement Well Shaykh Uthameen is not saying this But I don't believe this is a statement of the Prophet I believe this is a statement of the Rawi Of the Hadith Right. That's the first thing But regardless what Sheikh Al is saying is that there's no evidence that when the wudu stops, uh, when the prayer time stops, that you need to make wudu again, and so therefore your wudu continues until you actually break wudu. Come on, In the situation of a catheter, um, so a catheter, folks, for those who don't know what a catheter is. Um, because of some kind of problem, some kind of blockage, you have a tube that's inserted into the urethral canal or the ureter itself, and it basically allows urine to uh, flow um, uh, into and is collected by um, a bag or or whatever is necessary. Isn't most of the time that a catheter is uh, installed, there is no involuntary control? But not always. No, but basically it's flowing. It is flowing, but what I mean is that it is of course it's flowing when you want to, but is the reason that is the primary reason that it's put in because of the blockage or the problem or is it because there is an lack of control? Yeah. You see, this only becomes a masala. There's only an answer. There's only a question to answer if the urine is flowing all the time. Again, what I want to say is that catheter does not equal incontinence. That's what I want to say. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that? Catheter does not mean incontinence. It is possible for a person to have a catheter and to turn on and off the urge of urinating and control it in that sense. Correct or not correct? No? Meaning? Yeah. Yeah. If I don't want to urinate, if I don't want to urinate, it will not release urine. So you're saying there's no single way that it can be stopped higher up. Because if that's the case, then it co- of course it's incontinence. So there's absolutely no way to control a catheter for a patient. No, because patient, patient No, 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 that's not control. Carry on. Sorry, that. The front, just to clamp, it to the but clamp it internally or clamp it at the point of exit. But no, no. Right. Okay. All right. That, that, that's good then, okay, if that's the case, and it clearly is the case, and when you think about it actually, what muscle would close it? If it's gone straight all the way through the canal, how would you close it? You can't close it, okay. So then yeah, this is a form of incontinence, and this is one wudu. This is one wudu, and, and in this case actually it's a little bit different, because you wouldn't even have an opportunity to go for uh, the toilet, because you're constantly going to the toilet. So in this case, your second time of wudu is up to you. Do you understand? Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it make a difference? The only thing that they do have is they know when it's happening most of the time. No, I don't think the problem is knowing or not knowing. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's a lack of control. It's the involuntary nature as opposed to, uh, 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 yeah, it's not about knowing or not knowing. It's the continuity of it. Yeah, It's the involuntary uh, aspect of it. Not being able to control it, basically alright so yeah the answer to that is that that would apply alright okay um, so Sheikh says that the um, and so if we now uh, after saying that a person is able to continue praying uh, 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 they don't need to necessarily have a time limit for making wudu again we're now speaking about the incontinent one he says the prayer behind the person, uh, a person a prayer who of someone who is incontinent behind the Imam who is um, who is Not incontinent is obviously okay because there's this idea in fiqh of higher and lower and that the lower shouldn't be leading the higher and higher here is a subjective phrase in terms of spirituality, sacredness, legalities so the idea here is that the imam and the madhabs of course are big on this as you can see they've said that the only valid prayer is if they're on equal levels so if the non incontinent imam leads the incontinent one he's higher no question about it if they are the same They're both incontinent Then we let it go If they're both not incontinent Of course we let it go But if the incontinent imam leads the, the follower That's not acceptable That's not acceptable according to the madhab. And actually what's very interesting Is that the, uh, according to the Hanabila, According to some scholars Both actually uh, prayers would be invalidated Both would be invalidated A- because the one who is following Shouldn't be be led by someone who is lower than him Quote unquote. Yeah So his prayer is invalidated And they said that the one who is leading the prayer His prayer is invalidated Why is that? What do you think? He wasn't fit to lead? He wasn't fit to lead? He didn't. Um Let's let, let's say he did tell him. Let's say that he did know. His, his prayer is valid. His prayer is valid. Of course it is. So that's why his not fit to lead is not not the right answer. <clears throat> think like humbly gymnastics, Yani. Here, what do you think that they would, Yani? They'd argue. Anyone? They said that his prayer is invalidated because his niya is invalid. He made the niyyah to be an imam of a congregation that's not actually a congregation. Because a congregation can't stand legally because the person is being led by someone who is unfit to lead. He's the one who's leading it. So he's basically made the intention as a congregational prayer and it's not a congregation. His prayer is invalidated because he needs to be praying alone. That's the Hanbali's position. And I don't like it and many scholars didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because the uh, so uh, when you have a stoma bag, effectively you're not having the option of having the the uh, the normal route of defecation, for example, and so you're having now a constant flow of najasa or constant presence because it's literally just been taken out. Yeah, so a the person there does not need to consider the uh, the filling up of that or whatever as a necessarily breaking of Uh, A state of wudu anyway so as I said what's the reasoning behind this the reasoning behind this for them is that because of this up down situation you know that's the, the the problem is that once you go down that kind of line you are kind of you're 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 always going to be saying to yourself that well every time that the imam and the 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 the, uh, the the follower are not on the same level. Then the prayer is not going to be valid. It's going to be you know in all that is. And uh, uh, to be honest, I don't I don't like that position. Neither does Sheikh Uthameen In actual fact, he says, "Al Qaul <laughs> as-sahih fi Hada Anna Imama man bihi Salasul Bowl Sa'ih bi mithlihi wa bi wa bi Salim." That the prayer of the Imam who has incontinence. Is valid all the time as a singular guy. His prayer as a leader or the imam is valid all the time. The one who is being led by a person who is incontinent is also valid. Because the prayer of the imam as an incontinent is valid. So of course the prayer behind the one, the one behind is valid as well. So we do not agree with this statement of the of the humble position. Our class position is that no, that one of the incontinents. Can lead the one with incontinence and the one without incontinence. All of their prayers will be correct. Okay, um, what's some, what's something interesting at the bottom of page two hundred and forty? You might have noticed. All right, is that Sheikh Uthameen says uh, uh, actually their position that the one who is incontinent can't lead the one who's not incontinent contradicts their own usul. Um, anyone give an example? Of where the Hanbalis might have themselves Kind of shot themselves in the foot Certainly from this angle Think of the whole levels game Higher and lower In an imam position An obvious one Uh, uh, Let me put it a different way How could an imam and a follower differ In a prayer Sitting and standing standing, Yeah, but we covered that We didn't see any uh, issue there yeah, so knowing, less, uh, less, whatever. yeah, that's one example. But what we're looking for now is the other way around. L- uh, the imam being less than the one behind. Traveller leading, leading, that's good. All right? So a traveler is going to be seen as less because he's only praying two, and the guy behind is praying four. That's one example, but that's not the one which would fit this perfectly. Age. Yeah, maybe age. That's not one, no. So we're doing it the other way around, remember? We're doing lower So here what they've said is that the lower guy can't lead the higher guy Yeah? So where have they explicitly allowed the lower guy to lead the higher guy? Well, yeah, so if the owner of the house is not huh. Oh, you mean, you, you, you mean the, uh, the uh, what did you say, tenant? Tenant Yeah, okay. the tenant versus the landlord, yeah? Yeah, that's, I guess that's an example But something far more <coughs> direct, far more obvious Far more easier uh, yeah, that's also uh, true, but something even easier than that. Yeah, imam, of imam of the mosque, yeah, just like what, what uh, John just said, yeah, similar to that. Think wudu. <laughs> and? and the? the, one with the wudu. Correct. Right? <laughs> this is a big discussion actually in the books of fiqh, right? Um, someone who does tayammum People always look down upon that person Do you know what I mean? Yeah It's just a cultural thing Alright We always look down You know Really did he not have water? Really was the water too cold When the yani boiler was done? Or did people have to yani punish themselves? Please tell me it's fixed bro Allah ne custom. Don't say that um, So uh, uh, But tayammum is a fully legal position which the Hanabila are making it clear that if you've got the concession then you're fully in you've got no deficiency with you and they accept that the Mutayammim the one who has done Tiammim can lead the Mutawadda and he's definitely lower in class or whatever you want to call it legal class or whatever because of course that is true tayammum is a secondary tayammum is a concession it's not the asl ever Wudu is the obligation it's the default so Sheikh says how can you lead it how can you quote this, claim this, and suddenly contradict yourself and say that the incontinent one can't lead the non-incontinent. That's the argument. Obviously, they'll respond and they'll say that that's a very different kind of uh, example. You're comparing apples and oranges. But, I don't know. I think it's good enough. Alright. Then the Sheikh says that the... uh, What have you put there for us, Shaz? What have you got for us? And so, it is not valid to knowingly pray behind someone with... Al, al, uh, خَلْفَ مُحْدِثٍ وَلَا مُتَنَجِّسٍ مُحْدِث is the one who has broken their wudu broken their wudu and مُتَنَجِّس is the one who has become defiled defiled because they have Najasa, filth either on their clothes or on their shoes or on their body it might have fallen on them etc. etc. etc I've just reminded myself of what happened when we was in uh, three cities when we did uh, Aqsa. So uh, when we were there in September, we got to, some of us Again, yeah, got to Jum'a just a little bit late. Yeah, just, you know, like a few minutes late. And so we were just on the edge of the entrance. Okay. <coughs> and as you're sitting there, man, those birds, they have a field day, bro. And it was like, you know, I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, it really is hilarious because you're obviously, you know, khutbahs going on. And when the khutbah is normally going on, you're just sitting there, just, you know, you're just sitting there, aren't you? You're just listening. So, obviously, if there's some entertainment going on, then that's obviously very interesting. So, when you're seeing, obviously, guys in front and the birds going down, and you're like, oh, I nearly got him. Oh, you got him. Obviously, that's what's <laughs> the, whole, the whole way through the khutbah, that's what you're thinking. And then, obviously, then when it gets you, yeah, then it's full then isn't it? Right? Now, you could see, you know, I mean the, the hilarious one is when it lands splat in between a couple of people and everyone's like and then they realize they can't talk and there's all like this silent kind of communication as everyone moves their position and um, so anyway, I remember, I remember that, um, that uh, in, our, in our telegram group there were people panicking straight after the Salah you know what I'm saying, man I got hit, and I don't know, do I need to repeat my prayer, this, that, blah, blah, blah and it's amazing, actually, people, so many people didn't realize that bird droppings is not najas, right? People don't realize that, that the najasa from birds is not a najas a substance. So, this is yeah, any good in theory, pass it to the, uh, the ladies on there. Um, this is obviously good to use in theory, it will become useful, as we'll see in the hadith uh, in a minute. But I just want you to know that it is important to know about the concept of najasa being on the... On the on the uh, body. Alright, so uh, let's go through this then. Page 241. Al Mas'alatil ula, the prayer behind someone um, who is, has got no wudu'. And it's a simple scenario, this one. The guy forgot to make wudu'. He stands to lead the prayer. And in this scenario, if the prayer continues and ends, and the Imam finishes the prayer and then remembers that he didn't have wudu'. Whether he tells the people behind him or not Their prayer's done Their prayers valid They did what they were commanded Why are we making those packs prayer again? Because yeah, you're the dumb pack You forgot yeah, you need to make wudu And you're going to now make them pray. No, no bro You go and make prayer again And that's exactly what the position uh, is Okay um, Sheikh gives an example of a person That uh, Imam This is of course a humbly angle So he ate camel meat and of course, the Hambleys they consider camel meat to break wudu, so he eats camel meat and he doesn't uh, know uh, or he doesn't realize. And he prays with them, uh, uh, and then when the prayer f- uh, finishes, he's then told that actually it was camel meat that you had. So, according to Sheikh Uthameen, the people who uh, prayed behind him, their prayer is sahih, they just go home or whatever they are, their prayer is fine, and the Imam he needs to repeat his prayer even though I've got some reservations about that if a person eats something they didn't know this was not an intentional breaking of the wudu like a person who knew that he didn't have wudu and then forgot it whereas a person who just eats mystery burger and then he's flipping told afterwards bro, you ate a camel burger you know what I mean? what's that about? you know what I mean? I, I've got some reservations about that position but we'll, we'll go with it, okay? so um, he doesn't have wudu' and the Nabi ﷺ said that Allah does not re- accept the prayer of any one of you when he breaks the wudu' until he makes wudu'. That's a hadith which is in the Sahih. This hadith is important. Allah does not accept the prayer of any one of you if you break your wudu' until you make wudu'. So he needs to now go repeat the prayer. Okay. As for the one who is praying behind him, then his excuse is obvious. He doesn't know the ghaib. His situation is clear. Allah does not burden upon him that which is more. And now. If he knows that he is muhdith, all right, in the middle of the prayer, either one, either of the parties, that immediately the prayer is invalidated. Of course, the one of the Imam, if he realizes that the prayer is invalidated, that the, 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 he doesn't have wudu, his prayer is invalidated at that second, right? And if the Imam, if the uh, a follower for somehow, you know, some way realizes that the, 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 the uh, Imam has no wudu, his prayer is invalidated as well But here's an interesting uh, one Which kind of is a little bit uh, uh, strange Okay Our author says That um, If one Our author, the Hanbalis He says that If one of the people praying behind the Imam Knows that the Imam does not have wudu Okay then all of the people's prayer is invalidated. Like he knows, so his is definitely invalidated, okay? But all the rest are invalidated as well. Whereas if they all didn't know, if they all didn't know and they got to the end of the prayer, then their prayer is all fine. Which, wallahi, if you think about it, makes absolutely zero sense, okay? Doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and we're not gonna accept that position uh, with all our respects, okay? We will not accept that position, it's one of the Hanbali's positions And that's why it says here If the Imam and the follower are ignorant of this until the prayer ends Only the follower's prayer is valid Meaning that the issue is of knowledge And as a result of the knowledge of one of them okay, Then the prayer is invalid Because if you don't know, then the prayer is valid And if you do know, therefore the prayer is invalid Which makes sense so, there's no doubt that if a person knows, but what have the other people done? What have the rest of the Musaleen done that their prayer is all invalidated because just you know that it's okay? So, you know, this is uh, uh, not acceptable in my opinion, and that's why Sheikh Uthaymeen says that the correct position in this issue is that the prayer of all those people praying behind is, is valid in every single uh, situation. In every scenario, their prayer is going to be completely valid. Alright, absolutely no doubt. Um, uh, uh, unless, unless a person knows that the imam has actually broken the wudu. Okay, now I want to say something interesting here. Um, obviously, the, the, the reason is because they didn't know. Al-udhr bil-jahl is called the excuse of ignorance. If you don't know, then you don't know. And that's it. Now, uh, and they're not meant to be. Every prayer, you know, going to the imam. Hey, are you, are you, you know, are you sure you made wudu? Because you know, you got a history in these things or something like that. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be doing this behavior every prayer. And this is, this is not any a system, is it really? So he's got to always assume everybody's got to assume that the imam's good, and and just go ahead and pray. And if the imam turns around and he says, "I don't have wudu," okay, then we know what needs to happen. We, we see what happened with Umar radiallahu an. You, you deputise, we covered this a couple of years back You deputise the person behind you Grab that person and say complete the prayer Bro I've, I've got, I need to make wudu Or I don't have wudu Or I forgot to make whatever it is He doesn't have to tell him anything Right? He just puts this person forward And the prayer then continues from there The people have got their, uh, an option there Right? If the Imam for example didn't you know, did, And that's why we said That it, to have knowledge as an Imam is important Because you need to know to do that but let's say that a guy was leading and didn't know what was going on and just basically legs it, yeah, uh, of shame, whatever. Then the people behind have got two options: they themselves, yeah, and he would indicate to someone to go and lead the prayer, and that's what happens. And or they all become individuals and they continue their prayer alone. And you would have heard me mention this a lot to the sisters when it comes to uh, their prayer in those masajid that uh, they can't see the imam, and the microphone goes down, the speakers go down, then don't hang around. Don't worry about yeah, need the sound coming back, or not coming back. Put yourself as a lady forward and let her lead the prayer. Or just carry on praying individually, which I think is probably the better option. Because for women, I think it's a better option. And for men, uh, possibly the, the one leading them. But both are completely acceptable. Sheikh then says, so here we have an important maxim. A qaida. Muhimma very important any person who does an act who does an act according to the way that it has been explained in uh, according to a shar'i evidence then it cannot be invalidated except by a shar'i evidence is that clear? Anybody who performs an act, does an act, completes an act according to a Dalil Shar'i according to a Shar'i evidence then that act, it cannot be considered invalidated except also by another direct Shar'i evidence Not supposition, not assumption, not qila wa qal not theories, not strategies It needs a clear evidence to say this is invalidated Well, there, there is no invalidating of, the, of my prayer I've prayed behind this Imam, his problem. Why is my prayer, Yani, uh, in, in trouble? Huh. If I know that the Imam is God Noble and I'm carrying on praying, well, that's a complete joke. My prayer, of course, is invalidated. Now, now. the uh, 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 situation that Sheikh Uthameen likes, and I really like what he says here, at the top, of page 243. He goes, so therefore we can summarize that it is correct That the prayer of the, those people who are uh, praying behind him As long as they don't know Then the, the, uh, their prayer is going to be completely okay Whatever happens Whatever scenario, their prayer is going to be okay Whatever happens with the Imam and his state of wudu Whether the Imam knows or doesn't know Whether the Imam knows or doesn't know Up until now we've been assuming the Imam doesn't know and then he remembers, okay, but we also have imams, unfortunately, who know that they've broken their wudu' and they're too embarrassed to leave the prayer, because they're like, right, if I leave the prayer right now, full bestie is going to be in play, they're going to know that I don't have wudu' or, or they're going to, well, I mean, that's what you should assume. He's obviously gone full, you know, Amazon negative uh, reviews style, right? which is human nature, to be honest. Yeah, It can be 7,000 yen positive reviews and two negatives. We know we're going to the two <coughs> negative ones. We want to know why is it that your one was broken. And I know that my one's going to be broken like yours. Right? So, obviously what happens here is that when a person is, turns around he goes, or whatever, leads, or walks off, you're thinking, "Ras man, that guy just passed wind. You know what I mean? And, and why does it have to be the vast majority of the cases is going to be a person who remembers he didn't make wudu, And it's simple as that but there are people that are so stressed by the fact that the people are going to think that that they carry on and they carry on now let's look at the legalities of them carrying on if they carry on first of all that prayer has a person hasn't prayed there was no prayer in the first place it's not a prayer now mm-hmm. it's never going to be a prayer so he has to pray again number 2 he has done a major haram act he's done an act from the kaba'ir not a simple issue it's a kabira that he does hardcore haram and actually there are some scholars that took it even further and said this is like a whole different level enters into shirk and all kinds of stuff yeah? it's, a, it's a big killer So if you're ever in that scenario, bro, just pull out All right, Tell the person behind you, this, that, you know, whatever you want to tell them And say lead the prayer, that's it It doesn't need to be yeah, any, a major uh, you know, drama You don't need to make a major drama out of it, it's quite normal, quite normal And obviously when you're the imam of a masjid, we get it, there's a pressure there's a situation. And Sheikh actually makes something, uh, he gives another uh, interesting example. Um, uh, uh, and again, just to make it clear what happened to Umar, I've mentioned this before, but uh, Umar, radiallahu an, he's there leading the prayer. He gets obviously stabbed by Abu Ula'al Majusi, the uh, uh, slave of uh, Mughira ibn Sha'bah, who had some beef. He had, and yani, he thought that it was Umar's fault that he was like, losing out. He wanted to take it out on uh, Umar, and he goes for Umar. And he stabs him a number of times, and then obviously the companions jump on him. But the prayer continues. He took some companions down as well, some died, some were injured. So it was a big mess, but the prayer continued. But Umar didn't have the ability to continue for much longer. So, whilst he was in the state of consciousness, he had the wherewithal to turn around. Abdurrahman bin Auf was praying behind him, standing behind him, and so he grabbed Abdurrahman bin Auf and pushed him forward while he then collapses and he is tended to by some of the companions while others continue the jama'ah Many lessons of course from this hadith Abdurrahmani Rahman ibn Auf continued uh, with the prayer and prayed a full prayer He didn't cut the surahs out which are not obligatory for example He recited إِنَّا أَعْتَيَنَكَ For example uh, Or is the riwayah al Nasr I've forgotten But يعني, either إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهُ الْفَتْحِ Yani short yeah? um, And the prayer is to be completed if the problem is being contained and it's not a uh, belwa it's not a situation that is affecting absolutely everyone right um, a specific issue that is contained because he, he actually stabbed himself abulolo was uh, the, the threat is gone but now it's just care but this is there's no ambulances and things like that i mean you must well now continue the prayer and we will you know just look after him whoever is looking after him so the prayer was continued um, so that's what you do in terms of deputization um right uh-huh uh you you're talking about the validity of the, pra- the validity of the prayer with that level of blood you're saying Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheikh Uthameen then also says the second scenario that we're speaking about here, other than breaking wudu, is the najasa on the body, right? And what happens when you're praying behind someone who has najasa? The author has put them in the same category. He said that yani, the one who is praying behind the one who broke wudu and najasa and has najasa, they're to be treated the same. Is that the case? Well, Sheikh Uthameen says that if the Imam has. Uh, najasa on his body He doesn't know And the uh, ma'mum doesn't know And They only find out Until after the prayer finishes For example He looks and he sees On his arm I don't know Urine, feces Whatever yani, the scenario could be Right Then the prayer Of the guy behind Is okay Because the prayer is complete He did what he was meant to do Game over His prayer is fine Okay As for the Imam the, His prayer Is not Correct, Because he had the presence of najasa all this time He has to now wash off the najasa from his clothes or from his body And he needs to repeat the prayer again Because from the conditions of the prayer Is to ensure that there is no najas upon you And if the conditions are not uh, fulfilled Then the act cannot then stand Therefore the prayer is invalid That's the Hanbali uh, position As for if you learn in the middle of the prayer for in as وَجَبَ عَلَيْهَا يَسْتَأْنِفَ الصَّلَاةُ The uh, Imam, if he looks at the, uh, himself in the prayer and sees the najasa, then he will then um, need to stop the prayer and start again. This is according to what the text of the author has said. As for the correct position, Sheikh Uthameen's position, certainly the class position and a number of other scholars, okay and a number of scho- uh, other scholars, is that this is not the correct position. Yani interpretation based upon what happened to the Prophet ﷺ Which I'll explain now المسألة, The correct position in this issue is that If the Imam doesn't know about the Najasa Him and the, uh, uh, and the follower Until the prayer has been finished Both their prayers are okay Both of their prayers are okay The one who has prayed behind I think we're comfortable with that But the big difference now is that Shaykh al is saying the Imam's prayer is okay as well Which is a difference from the previous scenario Because if he didn't have wudu And then found out he didn't have wudu They're telling him he's got to make the prayer again But this one he had najasa on him Didn't know he had najasa on him Realized he's got it You don't have to pray What's the difference between the two? Who can uh, put a theory forward Of why are we differentiating between these two? Why are we differentiating between the two? When actually the second one is a lot more uh, What's the word? Like visible Right? Visible? In terms of dirt or whatever, huh? No, both are definitely prerequisites. Uh, when we list the prerequisites of prayer, okay, let's go through them. For example, covering the body, uh, uh, facing the qibla, making sure that the area is clean of najasa, the self is clean of najasa, being in a state of wudu, having the intention to pray. All of these are equal. In their, uh, in their legality They are equal in their legality But there's clearly a difference In something else No, he didn't know in the, in the, the, the uh, wudu as well He didn't know He forgot He didn't know He didn't know One's a physical state of impurity, Shazad said. And uh, uh, oh, by the way, welcome, Shaz. <laughs> I don't think that we told the people. Yani, by the way, guys, but, mashallah, Shazad said, remember, that it was LP today. And he stayed awake for us. And he set up the computer and the thingy. Which is Allah khair, may Allah bless him. That's why I gave him extra chocolate. How many chocolates did I throw you? But by, by the way, look. He, in fact, have you seen Shaz? He's just left them all over the place. That kind of <coughs> interesting, your yani, common chocolate. <coughs> what do you think all these right in front of you are, are there? What do you think? What do you think? There's one right there. Have a look at that. Shazad said that the one is a physical state of impurity and the other one is a ritual. What's your point? That's obvious. We said that. That's what I said. I said, what's the difference? <laughs> what's worse? Physical is worse. According to your theory. You can pray in a toilet. No. <laughs> Shazad went zero to a hundred there. Let's, let's unpack this. Hold on. You can pray in a toilet if what? There's no space? No choice. no choice. You're in prison, you got your toilet in the corner of the roof. Right, guy went, to, guy went there, he took it to the prison example. All right, okay. Yeah. Bro, if I'm in prison, I don't need to make wudu either, bro. <laughs> No. And, and, and also the state of uh, incontinence we just did. If the person's leaking urine, he's got najasa on him. Okay. But he's still in a state of ritual purity. Okay. Purity so so, how, so how, who does that support? No. That doesn't support your argument. Yeah. That supports my argument. Actually, I haven't even put my argument forward, but ritual impurity is worse as you can pray with najasa. That's basically Salman saying what you're saying. You can move the najasa whilst in salah. Okay. Uh, Mustafa is saying the, the hadith showing you can remove items that have najasa on them whilst in the middle of the prayer without having to start again is a very important hadith which indicates that clearly there's there's something there. But that, that's not that's a that's a that's an example, it's not a reasoning. And Sheikh Uthameen says that the reason is the difference between them بينهما, this is nice, and al Min al Hadith, bab al Ma'mur, huh? فَإِذَا فَعَلَهُ جَاهِلًا فَلَا يُلْحَقُ حُكْمُهُ يعني That there is a difference in the strength Or there's a difference in the, the way that we are to come to these two prerequisites When it comes to the wudhu, okay then this is from the chapter of being obligated to do something So it's a positive action Whereas when it comes to najasa, we are to avoid something Avoid the prohibited And to do the obligatory Is always given precedence Over avoiding the prohibited That's what you thought you meant Okay <laughs> That's what you thought you meant Alright But well, we'll give it to you Let's, We'll always give it to you bro So uh, This is a really important principle By the way in Sharia It pops up here and there It's a al fiqiyah And an important one When it comes to prioritizing If you're in a scenario The obligations Versus doing the harams Alright the obligations must be done because you are obligated and as for the harams that yani, are going to occur that are, need to be avoided well if you can't avoid them all then you avoid yani, whatever you can it's of the lesser of, importance of the two if they're going to be uh, important. so once you're in that scenario we now recognize that they're not the same the one who is making wudu, you are obligated to make wudu, breaking it is very serious Whereas the one who was told to stay away from the najasa, it was stay away from najasa. Uh, it is haram to continue with najasa, but it's a staying away from uh, category. And that's lesser than the other one. I hope that, that makes sense. And then the hadith, as uh, Mustafa mentioned, is what uh, 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 um, it proves it. In the hadith Bukhari, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praying with his companions and he suddenly takes off His slippers, flip-flops, the na'al, okay, flip-flops Indicating that the prayer is normally done in flip-flops, in footwear The asal is not necessarily to take them off Their normative situation was that they would pray with them on And so the companions also took off their slippers And then when he finished, he asked them Why did you take off your slippers? They said, we saw you take off your slippers And so we took off our slippers And he said that Jibreel came to me in the prayer and he told me that there is some impurity on my slippers and so I removed them and so this indicates very clearly that the Prophet had put these on not knowing that they had impurity told that they had impurity now that he knows, he removes them and the most important part here he doesn't start the prayer again alright the prayer is not started again and If it was, what would he have done? If the prayer was was invalidated by Najasa, what would have happened? He would have started the prayer again. He didn't start the prayer again, which by definition means that Najasa and knowing about it does not invalidate the prayer. All right? Doesn't invalidate the prayer unless you continue with it. If you continue with it, that's the same as knowing that you've broken wudu. If you continue with it, it's game over for both parties. Yeah. Yep. So he mentions this now Yeah So he goes Now imagine So he goes It's easy to exa- You know Slippers is the convenient example He goes What happens if it's in your shirt Right Then a jazz is on your shirt So He goes Now If it's upon his uh, Shirt If it's on his trousers And shirt it's all dependent upon what kind of uh, clothes you're wearing, he goes. It depends. So he goes, if he's wearing trousers, he's got, he should take off his shirt and pray topless. He goes, the problem is Is that the people behind are going to have a heart attack. <laughs> okay? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, he goes, they're going like, to go, like, what's happening here? They're going to be like, you know, can you imagine if you took your top off and they all took their tops off? <laughs> that would be a madness as well, isn't it? <laughs> so, right, so he goes. Now, obviously, we covered in Aura. I think we covered in Aura, right? We did? Aura. We, we have, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. So, my position, you know that the prayer is valid if the shoulders are not covered, meaning that as long as your Aura is covered, the prayer is technically valid. I mean, it's not to be done. You shouldn't pray like that. This is a male, of course, right? But if, you know, the prayer is. Has to be done Or person doesn't have the clothes It's valid to do that But it's still a shocking thing to see And there's absolutely no doubt That a person should cover At least one shoulder And at least two shoulders Even if the rest of the body is showing And then cover as much as possible Because that's what the prayer Is meant to be But push comes to shove If you've got to remove your shirt Then you should remove your shirt And Sheikh says that There's no problem with this And there's no darar wala haraj There's no harm in doing that uh uh, uh He says that uh, um, if there's something which is legislated, like removing a shirt that's going to shock people, then don't worry. It will shock people the first time, but it won't shock them the second time. <laughs> I love the way that he thinks this is going to happen on a regular basis. He goes, "Don't worry, man. They'll get over it. The second time when it happens, they won't get shocked." <laughs> which, which, to be honest, which to be honest, is true. It's like you know, a lot of the time we don't do the Sunnah thinking that it's going to cause yeah, some confusion well you know what, do it once, let's deal with the confusion, get over it and then we can continue to do the Sunnah right? and I mean that in like for example the recitation of uh, Ayat of Sajdah you know a lot of Imams stay away from that because they are worried about the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the fallout and the confusion and the X and the why. well bro, why don't you do it once and then afterwards, give them a five-minute reminder and explain to them: this is a score, blah blah. Next time, you know, you, if I see you see me go down, it's not a heart, don't have a heart attack, and you know, <coughs> use your brains basically. So he says that, okay? He says that, um, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows best. All right. Um, time or oh, one hour? Huh? I don't know if we will start that or not. Yeah, maybe, maybe actually, we, maybe we'll uh, let's do some questions in class let's do questions in class and then we'll do one online Yep. how does it work if the piece of clothing can't be eliminated? so that's the real question right what if it's for example a one piece yeah you've got like an abaya on or you've got a thobe and you don't have a trousers on or you don't have anything on and uh, uh, you know what do you do invite someone else and then- absolutely you just go and you get someone else to lead the prayer but you can't be there. You can't continue in your prayer. I mean, if you're praying at home, what would you do? You'd just basically say, oh, wow. Well, alright, and then go and you shower up, clean up, whatever, and you put new clothes on and whatever. This is about an imam. Let's not forget what's going on. This is an imam, and this is the situation, and if he can't yeah, and he, you know, rectify the scenario in a quick and easy way, he just goes, he breaks his prayer, he, this is not possible, but get someone else to come and lead. Alright? Right, right Lala, bring this uh, thingy down. Let's uh, start from the top. Huh? Let's... Um, Righty ho. Anyone else who's got questions, you can just throw them in whilst we're um, finding it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on! We need to get this done quicker, man, honestly. I can't see. The screen that you face towards yourself? Well, I can't see what's written there, can I? Uh, unbelievable. You have three computer screens in front of you. What are they on? I've got one screen, that's it. It's different to <laughs> what you're seeing there. What's, what's on your screen? Tell me what's on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> what a blagger He's a proper Bobby blagger You know that can you, can you yeah, no. <laughs> no? no, carry on no, no, no. Right, we'll stop there Does eating something haram break wudu' What a great question Does eating something haram break wudu' What a fabulous question I never had it before. Never heard it before, ever. Is he in prison again? <laughs> Bro, what is it with you in your extreme situations, Lala? <laughs> That's the worst way of doing fiqh by the way taking to extreme because in extremes everything is allowed bro <laughs> but it's halal for the guy bro you've made it you've chosen the most extreme scenario how's that going to help us in a normative one why, why would it break wudu yeah I'm struggling I'm struggling with it myself why would it break wudu <laughs> <laughs> Camel is not because it's haram, is it? Camel is because of its nature, right? And hadith. So then it goes back to the animal. No, it doesn't, because as I said, hadith. Meaning that the illa is what we assume. The hadith doesn't necessarily 100% stay. And Nabi made wudu after making the, the uh, camel meat. People said that the hadith is abrogated. Some said that it's late, etc, etc, etc. Um, well, bro, bro, wait one second, bro, just go back up. Yeah, we'll, you've done, no, 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 the other way down. Yeah, keep going down. No, stop there, stop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, if eating, drinking is uh, the thingy, um, do I think it breaks the law? I, I, I don't think it does. I can't, I don't know of an evidence that would suggest that it does. If someone has, Lala like, can just chill, no, just when the comments come, it goes down. okay, yeah, so but okay, I know you can't see the rank, but can you like balance the, the lines? No, drugs is something else. Drugs, drugs is something else. Drugs is something else. No. I, I, the answer to your question is I don't think that eating something haram breaks the wudu. I don't. But I don't know. Allah knows best. i tell you right straight. If I eat something I'm not, I'm not making wudu. I'm making toba, but I'm not making wudu. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's like double jeopardy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Right. One can make tayammum if there is a power shortage during a winter storm. And potable water is limited. Yep. And you don't know when the power will turn back on. The government is warning about this for the weekend. We discussed limited water when the roadshow was at Al Huda, but I don't know how this would apply and if we would be required to let snow melt when there is no heat. One can make Tiamum if there's a power shortage during a winter storm and potable water is limited. You know, can one? Honestly, man. I can't understand your question at all Can one make Tiyammum? Not one can make Tiyammum One one can is a statement as opposed to a question Yeah. Can one make Tiyammum if there is a power shortage during a winter storm and potable water is limited? I think that's okay I think that's permissible, yes I think this is the asl And then from Leeds The whole street has no water today This is what happens in Leeds of course So this is, yep, Tiyammum might be needed Go on, go up Lala right. you can't see the Imam and realize you've misunderstood which takbirah you were hearing and all of a sudden you hear Sami Allah al Muhammad when you didn't expect it or vice versa Do you have to start over or you complete alone from where you thought the congregation was? Yeah, the second, I believe that you complete alone I think that you drop the prayer with them I also think that a person that catches up with the Imam is also acceptable So for example, if they realize that they're at the wrong position they would then just quickly go and, and then whatever and all of this is fatwa scenario because it shouldn't be happening right, the imam is responsible for putting these ladies in that position by allowing them to be praying without line of sight, yeah so I think that's also a yeah, problem yeah, go down yeah right so if the one who fasting, fasts, fasting, the prayer, prayer is valid yeah, yeah I would, I would say that that is a good enough evidence, yeah or a good enough example, not an evidence but an example, yeah, go down down, down, down. Uh, yep, yeah, wudu was a direct command. Okay, so some people, you yeah, already got it. Very good. Come down, come down. Come down, come down. Yalla, yallah, yallah. We've got to change the system, bro. Stop, stop. Okay, we got, that, we got that as well. Okay, all right. Isn't it that you, if you eat something... Come down, Laka. Come down, the other way, I mean. Isn't it that if you eat something stolen... Your prayer is not accepted for 40 days but you still need to pray for the obligation Nothing about the wudu Yep, that's good Eating haram, you can't pray for 40 days No, that's not hadith which is authentic Carry on That's not correct, no No What is your position on the tayammum because of makeup, wedding scenario situation Some of us are still in shock <laughs> from last week's class So you know Rehan he sent a video which I copied but I haven't had the time to look at it um, So I saved it somewhere, I can't remember where because um, one thing I was not aware is that this fatwa apparently existed in the because I, I, I never saw the video like I said last week and apparently in the video he claimed, uh, dido claimed that it was a, a position in the uh, Maliki school which then I also read that someone had disputed that it actually even was so I need to look into it, it's an area that I've not heard about it. like I said, uh, you know, what did they say? seeing with your eyes is not like you know, hearing about it or whatever I'm sure there's a cooler version of that but I said the, the worst one possible but uh, seeing is believing meaning that after I saw the kind of bakwas what I saw yeah, I'm now thinking that that fatwa might be needed bro Yeah, I mean in, 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 I mean in the example that I read again I haven't seen the video it was like some people were saying that they take four days to put the thing on and they're paying like 10,000 yeah, pounds for doing it and some stupid bakwas there's layering and contouring and you know, just yani. you know what I mean? Um and then uh any questions here? will uh, uh okay, yeah, because has uh, asked a question which I'm gonna uh I'm gonna end the class with because it reminds me of something funny. I think I've explained this before, but go on, yeah. A few weeks ago we talked about uh, getting ahead of your In your movement, yeah. 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 Um, and basically you just need to let yourself get back in. Yes. So you're saying that the one who is a uh, 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 follower just kind of, you know, loses the, mo- the moment and he exits the prayer basically before the imam does. Yeah. I think his prayer is valid. If he stops there and then he um, does salam with the imam, I think his prayer is valid. This is- the imam is covering for him. Unless he gets up and walks off, obviously. But if he gives salam, then he realizes what we're doing. Then it's just like any other action that he's done which is yeah, any haram. Yeah. Hafi, come on, let's hear it. I, I think that the wazoo wouldn't be valid since if you eat something haram, then, then you might become a Christian. Right. <laughs> yeah, to be, honest, <coughs> to be honest, I think I like your position. Whenever I heard the word Christian, I can only think of when what's his name said to Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar, You are Christian Imam. <laughs> you know, when someone gets upset at someone, there's levels. But you know, to say to some guy, And you are Christian Imam? And him, and that's a, that's a, that was a red line that was crossed to a whole different level. <laughs> Sheikh was like, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of cuss is that all I'm a Christian Imam. So, um, anyway. Put on simple attractive makeup for the husband after the event, problem solved I think Solange belongs to another generation, you know She belongs to that generation that I belonged to until I went to the wedding Right, that's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the, the generation I mean, that's what we think I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's crazy though, isn't it? I mean, how can the Sunnah support that? How can the Sunnah support that? We obviously know, and I want to have that discussion Did you come, the, Chief, did you come for the wedding discussion? You know Chief basically said he's going to come Obviously his mission for him to come is far away He goes but you're going to have the wedding debate Of whether what we should do with weddings I'll come And I quote the Chief In fact Chief why don't you say yourself what you said You said If you want to know anything about weddings ask me (laughs) Now I don't know why he knows so much about it Why why do you know so much about it by the way No (laughs) (laughs) Why is it that you know he yeah. said so he knew all the rates, all the prices, how much should be per head, this, that, whatever But if you think about it, the whole mess is because people have left the, 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 the sunnah and The Nabi Wasallam said that the most, best of the, the most blessed of the marriages are the most simple Right? The most simple Now, def- you can be as subjective as you want about what simple means, I get that But there's no way that I'm taking a, a woman that's spending one whole day paying 10 grand or 5 grand or 2 grand for someone to come and put layers and layers of bakwas on her and do this, that, paint and bakers, turn her into a bloody statue and then say, you know, this is a blessed wedding. How is that a blessed wedding, bro? So ultimately, that's the, uh, that's the answer, you know yeah, I mean? You know. But like I said, I need, to find, I need some kind of practical... My cousin was there at this wedding. He goes, it's you, Paki's man. Us, He's a Paki himself, he's a Pataan himself. But he goes, us guji's because he's a, like, a, you know, tablighi kind of, you know, right? He goes, us as gujis, as we just do all of ours in the masjid. All in the masjid, that's it. Man in the, the men in the women's section, women in the women's section, and you know, and uh, you eat the food and that's it. And I, you know, that's got to be the answer, surely. Now, what are the women going to do about that? They're going to say, well, where's my opportunity to do my contouring and all that business? I don't know about India. I don't think we can blame Hindus and Indians. But the thing is, that yeah, I mean, you know, there is a desire to you know dress yourself up. I don't know where it comes from. I mean. there is no way that you take 20 minutes as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you know you know Shizad Salim has a count of 8 bottles of Gucci intense oud that's what I think maybe 3 months worth of supply for him and never I see a human being put on so actually probably he's right, he probably does get it in 20 minutes because he puts on like, I mean, you've never seen a finger move so fast yeah. alright Allah knows best. I mean, the thing is, is that, I, honestly, as in, I very, very seriously want to try and tackle this and try to understand how do we change this because this will bankrupt the Muslim community if this continues. 20 years too late? Yeah. Yeah. I think the you know, Of only a few people. Obviously, it didn't it didn't change it enough, bro, because it was like an explosion of kind of... Are they though? Know, I got a message this morning, bro I got a message this morning of people complaining about why is it so-and-so, so-and-so wasn't invited to so-and-so wedding I was like, I don't even believe I'm even hearing this, bro and I was like, in the message, I was like Huh? Yeah I mean, for those folks who want to get married, Covid was a result, innit? I mean, a massive result, you have got the perfect excuse, don't have to tell anybody you get it over and done with So why can't we do it normally? But people like feel really insulted that you didn't get thingy, so I think that you know it's just got to be the hell with it. Let's get married amongst people that are not gonna worry about the, the reputations of folks and let Yani, you know, I, I mean it, 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 the people have just gotta have guts. That's it, because it's super obvious paying all this silly money for. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. I mean it really is. I mean I just can't I can't understand. Anyway, we're gonna go on and on about this, but I just want to, for me Nigerian weddings, are on another level, are they? No, I think some pack ones can go to some stupid levels, definitely I mean, all, all of them can So, uh, bring it down, Chief uh, the, the question that I want to just end up on, more, 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 more is that the, uh, 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 if someone uh, gets alcohol on their clothes accidentally do they need to change clothes to pray? So obviously, if you're applying any kind of spray then that has alcohol in it, of course and uh, that would be a problem if that was the case but alcohol is pure alcohol is a pure substance it is not something which is najis and that's the position of quite a few scholars even though there are some scholars that said it's najis ne- and i want to end with a story that i'm sure that i said but by the blank faces would indicate that maybe it didn't when i was at university and uh, at road so i've heard that, said that one yeah huh? yeah i have done that one yeah okay uh, do I say or you no? Know, the majority I haven't. So when I was at university and men were men, and you know, and you know, the days were days and women were women, and you know, so um, you know, on Eid, obviously, everyone goes nuts on Eid on Wimslow Road. They, you know, hire cars and they go all around and do all the crazy kind of behavior. And uh, the first year where I was at the, the thingy, Me and some of the lads at the ISOC said, right, this is the year that we go and we try to, you know, deal with some of this behaviour, you know? So there would always be people with Dower Tables set up, actually on Eid, imagine, right? Um, In the evening, for all the packs are going to come down and they lose their minds, by the way. When I say lose their minds, meaning that they bring alcohol out and they're drinking. (laughs) I mean, packs. It's like shocking behaviour. That was like 26, 7 years ago or whatever it was. Maybe a bit more. And, um... So I remember, obviously, like I said, at that time you're George and you're whatever, you're speaking to individuals, you're speaking this, that, whatever. And then there was a particular car. You know how it goes. They go up and down, up and down, up and down in the same cars, hire out some cars and whatever. There was one car that was going up and down, making the most noise, creating the most commotion. It was a supercar of some sort. I can't remember. And <laughs> this is this is even now I'm thinking about it. It's hilarious. The And the guy had the music on the loudest And he was the centre of attention And I said Why am I wasting time On all these small fish Let's go for the big boss himself So he comes After doing back and forth Back and forth You know Five miles an hour Kind of behaviour And he parks up outside Kansas Right On this side of Wilmslow Road Right Parks up And it's a bus lane But I think the buses are Stopped at that time The police are You know Controlling things And whatever And so then Uh, This guy, he is uh, there, he's got the music absolutely blaring, and he's got all four doors open, right? And he's got the car full of uh, some lads and some girls and whatever, whatnot, and they're drinking, uh, uh, they've got like some beer or something like that, okay? And, um, and, uh, I've got to make sure I don't get this wrong now. So, obviously, you know, people, Begheret people, right? These, these people, they have limits, right? PACs do have limits. They don't, uh, um, what can I say? Like, uh, if they're going to give aggro, they're not going to give aggro to the Mulvies. That's what I want to say, right? I've got more credit in the bank than if I was clean shaven, for example. So, you know that. So, you play on it. So, I went up to the guy, and I, you know, I said, uh, listen, uh, bro, this isn't right. You know, something, I can't remember what I said. And he goes, Oh, man, you know, sorry, bro. You know, whereas, whereas if someone else had said that to him, there would have been some fighting kind of happening, right? But he was like kind of respectful and he's like, Oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm sorry, bro. And just, you know, carry on or whatever, whatnot. So I thought to myself, I'm not taking advantage of the credit I've got here, right? So I said, Listen, you've got to stop this. There's people that are, you know, looking at you and, and whatever. He goes, Listen. So I grabbed the bottle from him, right? and then the the you know then he became upset so he comes out of the car and i backed off and now he's there because the, the doors there's a pavement and you know but he's you know the people around are quite shocked that he got out even he had he had no movement or anything or what so like you're no way you're going to hit the guy with the with the uh, the beard so he immediately kind of recognizes that and he's like completely like just disappointed and you know, and the people are laughing at him and whatever, whatnot. I said, no, this isn't a funny, you know, situation. We have got to, you know, uh, you know, not do this kind of thing again. And he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, listen, you shouldn't be doing this kind. Of, you shouldn't be this kind of thing. We should be doing, you know, uh, we are allowed to do what we want. You want to practice your Islam, some bakwas or whatever, whatnot. Anyway, whatever, something happened that made me very angry, right? He must have said something or whatever, whatnot. So I took the alcohol and I poured it over him. Okay, I poured it over him. And obviously, you know, he was like, oh my God, what's happening? And his mates were all laughing. But the crazy thing was his response. He said, this is nudges, this is nudges. <laughs> you know, he was like losing it because he thought that, you know, he yeah, had no problem drinking it. But whatever, whatnot. And, and his, yeah, I mean, proper pack, obviously. I mean, I huh? yeah. Right? And I, 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 I then I, I something like, you know, I said to him, bro, the least of your problems is this. You can go now and pray and it will be all okay, no problem. In these clothes. He goes, you can't say that. It's crazy his lingo what you were saying, right? Maybe Palit palit. Did he say he may be palit? Yeah. oh yeah you're right. Maybe he didn't say Najas, he may maybe Palit, sorry. I beg your pardon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, just, he said, You made me, me polite. How dare you make me polite? I said, Bro. And um, and it was, I, I mean, you know, back in those days, that's how that used to be done. It used to be kind of rago, kind of, you know, ghetto style kind of thing. And uh, his best deal was done. And, you know, obviously his clothes soaked. But subhanAllah, like I said, he didn't have in him to kind of, you know, fight or push or whatever because he knows that there's limits. It just shows that people who go, they're just all dumb Pakis. that's it. Not like yeah, they're ideologically yeah, and they're convinced that they've got to go and break the Sharia. They're just dumb. Yeah, and they're just, they're just dumb. And that's it. Alright, any, any excuse to m- mention that story? Even though, as you can see, I've completely forgotten the details of it. <laughs> Made kebab of that story. Alright guys, khair. We'll close it there, inshaAllah. Barakallahu feekum, Inshallah, See you here locally in uh, three weeks' time and next week in Mecca week after in London subhanakallahu wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka walla tubu ilaik wa jazak mul khair wa assalamu alaykum wa barakatuh